Welcome to another episode of the Community Board Podcast with your host Miguel Valdez and I'm here today with my friend Jeff Urban. How you doing Jeff? Hey, I'm doing good Miguel. Thanks for having me. Oh no, thank you for coming by. Jeff, um, what are you working on lately? Tell me what project you're working on and for what organization you're working on so our friends learn about your sure. great work you're doing sure. in the community. Yeah, the last three and a half years, I've worked with Bear Creek Christian Church, and okay. I'm an outreach pastor is my role. So it's kind of a unique role. I get to spend most of my time in the community, and we get to work on community initiatives. The The big thing that we've found, a big need, probably about five or six years ago. Bear Creek is in Rochester? Mm-hmm. Is it, that in Southeast? Where it is, is that located? Describe it's in it. Rochester. We have an office out at Oak Terrace um, Estates, which is a mobile home park. They okay. give us some space to have an office during the week. But... Uh, on Sunday mornings, we actually rent the Boys and Girls Club uh, off center, East Center Street, okay. and we use that for our worship services on Sunday morning. Oh, okay. So my role, I'm out in the community, and we found that the affordable housing was really a problem. Not only the lack of affordable housing, but a lot of housing that's inadequate, that's full of mold, that has problems. Okay. And so that's what we've kind of spent our time on. I've spent my time on the last three years more and, how, and more. How do you get into that feeling? And feel of the affordable home. So, what was your first experience? Yeah. Of? So what we did is we we were I don't know why, but we were driving down Marion Road and we we drove into Oak Terrace Estates. Mm-hmm. Probably describe it to our friends who are listening, uh, and probably they're not familiar here with Rochester, Minnesota. Sure. How how Oak Terrace looked like, or what would it be? Yeah. So it's a typical 1970s mobile home park with very old, mostly very old mobile homes, mm-hmm. a lot of them dilapidated, and uh, a lot of leaking and uh, broken windows. And, and they're outside kind of the city limits, right? Yeah, it's on the, usually on the edge kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. on the edge. And, I mean, Rochester has grown quite a bit now, so yeah. it's not as far out. But it was the typical old mobile home park, or people used to call them old trailer park. Mm-hmm. And so we drove through this park, and it was poorly managed at the time. A friend of mine was uh, applying to become the manager there. So we kind of learned about the project there. But we drove through and saw mattresses and the lawns and broken windows and overgrown, uh, you know, high weeds and mm-hmm. uh, houses kind of falling apart, people all over the place. And we thought, wow, we had no idea that there are literally hundreds of yeah. homes right off of this road with representing, you know, 1,500 people probably we found out because there's actually 370 homes connected with two parks that are next to each other. And so that's how we didn't know there were that many. Yeah. So we're talking over 1,500 people. It's a small city. It's like a Mm -hmm. small neighboring community. Mm -hmm. And it's its own entity. Yes. Uh, So as we went through there, we saw that there's a lot of needs. And then we got connected with one family who lived in a, they bought a house for $500, a mobile home. They had a kitchen sink and nothing else in the kitchen. The whole house was gutted. They gutted it. They put new sheetrock up. We helped them finish their kitchen and put flooring and other fixes, fix mm-hmm. some windows. And that was the first time we helped a family um, basically you know, make a house livable again. Okay. And from there, we just went from family to family, referral, referral, referral. And we started fixing up lots of mobile homes in partnership with other churches, mm-hmm. volunteers, organizations, professionals. And uh, we also have worked on a few stick-built or you know, regular houses with foundations okay. throughout Rochester as well over the last few years. And, and for example, for the houses or even for the mobile homes, it's just word of mouth. People share the Jeff is helping or, or it ha- the it has been. Bear yeah. Creek Church is yeah. called? Yeah, Bear Creek Church, we've kind of spearheaded it. So 
<clears throat> people can donate funds. And is and the name comes out of Bird Creek, kind of from the area? Because or? of the area, the, the actual uh, little river or creek. Yeah. yeah, Bear Creek. That's where the name came from. The church yeah. started about seven years ago. And the focus of the church, we really wanted to focus on meeting practical needs um, as well as um, sharing the good news of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We wanted to, as a, more of a non-denominational church, but we wanted it to really be practical, and we wanted it to to find out what the needs are in our community and try to meet those those basic necessities of housing, of food, of clothing. And we just found that the housing issue is is one has it's it's ripe with opportunities. Yeah, to, and that's to one of actually one of the health needs. Uh, it came out as one of the community health needs right. on the community health needs assessment. I guess right. three years and, ago. And so one thing we found, you know, recently is. A number of these old homes, because if you can picture an old mobile home, it's more of a flat roof, a little rounded yep. on the top, but it's more flat. There's no overhangs, no soffits. Mm-hmm. Uh, if a window gets broken, the water just runs right down and it runs in. And so a lot of times and because— And pl- there is uh, pieces to order from these old houses? I mean, where would you find something standard? Yeah, it's, how, it's, how do you guys do that? So what we do is we put a rubber membrane over the roof. Okay. So we put a new piece of rubber over it. But it's cost a couple thousand dollars just for the materials yeah. um, to typically fix one roof. And a lot of people, they're living I mean, they're living in a house they paid $500 for. Mm-hmm. So $2,000 is a lot. Um, and then windows, it probably costs about $1,500 for a house to get new uh, replacement mm-hmm. windows to fit in. And most of these homes, if the homes are 40 years old, need new windows, yeah. they need a roof. And we usually start with those two elements because that basically keeps the water out. Then you can go inside and you can start fixing things that need to get mm-hmm. fixed on the inside. But one thing we found is that because of the water infiltration, a lot of homes have mold problems. Oh. And that not only affects uh, you know everyone who lives there, but it really adversely affects kids. And so kids end up with respiratory problems, lots of asthma and other respiratory mm-hmm. problems, being hospitalized. And so um, not only is this because the water coming in the ceiling, coming in around the windows, but back in the 1970s, and I want to say probably the mid-70s, there was a practice. Instead of a mobile home usually is about 30 inches off the ground, and mm-hmm. there's skirting around it. About three steps or something like yeah, that? Yeah, three steps. You have two and a half feet, mm-hmm. and there's vents in that skirting. And the idea is in the warm months that the moisture basically can, you know, it can, the air can go underneath the home and keep the moisture from sitting under there oh. and causing it to rot. The problem is, is in the mid-70s, they started dropping the houses down to ground level, and we call them buried homes. I see. And they, when they buried it, it probably helped in the winter because it didn't, the, the frost couldn't get in and didn't, the wind didn't come through and mm-hmm. freeze up the pipes, which is probably the idea of why they did it. But now over 40 years, that being in the ground and not having adequate ventilation, we find there's mold underneath the subfloor of these houses. Wow. So then you don't just, see it. You don't, you see, don't it, see it. Yeah. And people replace parts of it. They fix some things. They don't realize that under the whole house, there could be mold. And then you've got basically kind of a hole mm-hmm. that people keep fixing and try to keep fixing, but they can't get rid of the mold. Yeah. And they never get well. Right. If they don't sick. get well. If they're older, they have problems. Uh, if they're younger, we saw probably the worst one that I saw was there was literally water in the house after it rained from the windows and from under the house. And, um, you know, we, they have three little kids. They're all preschool age. One was only six months old. And they were hospitalized 
every couple of months, especially the little baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, you listen to the kids breathe, and you could just hear them, yeah, yeah the raspy kind mm-hmm. of breathing and the coughing. A lot of them have breathing machines, and you can just walk from house to house if there's little kids, and you yeah. can almost guarantee there's going to be respiratory problems. So that's been kind of on the high on the radar. So we've helped people fix, we help them fix most houses, but when it comes to houses like that, we try to get them out of those houses and moved into something that it could still be old, mm-hmm. um, but if it hasn't had the infiltration of water and mold, then um, you know it, it's it's salvageable basically. Okay, and uh, so when you go into these projects, um, what how many crew members? How many crew members do you have? Yeah, so uh, or is a one man show? Yeah, well the the, 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 <laughs> the church the church supports me, and so you know I always help to coordinate the projects. I do some hands on work. And then what we try to do is we try to get volunteers from our church, from other churches in town. We've got a good group from Bethel Lutheran. They come out and they help the, some retired guys, mostly mm-hmm. retired guys. They come and do some work on houses. And then we have some professionals that may give a couple times a year. They will come and give a day or two to whatever their trade is to help on a project. Oh, I see. Um, other professionals will do some planning for us. They'll do measuring and um, work like that. So we also have some groups in the summer, some youth groups that come in, and they'll do mm-hmm. some hands-on, some painting and some fixing or cleaning up of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a variety. Um, and have you seen the change over these past three years, you said? Yeah, we have. We have definitely. We've definitely seen uh, – it, it seems small when you look at the mm-hmm. scope of the needs. Well, the, how it was um, before. It's, it's yeah. easy to get discouraged. But it's also encouraging to see you know, one family have a better place and then – we help out their neighbor, and then we help out a friend of theirs. And what's been really fun to see in the last, I'd say, six or seven months is we have a number of people in the parks that we're working in. We work all around the region, not just in okay. Rochester. Got it. But it's fun to see a neighbor who we are able to help. Then they refer another neighbor, and they go and help volunteer on that house. So our goal is really to get the community organized to help itself. Okay. And that's kind of ultimately what our goal is. One of the problems people have is an access, uh, a, a lack of access to capital. So they can go and get a loan for a car, and they can buy a, from a car dealer. Um, they can buy a used car like mm-hmm. any day of the week. They can just go there and put a little money down, and they have it. But to fix up their house, if they need three or four or five thousand, they can't get a loan from a bank typically because the condition of the the, the condition of the house. Yep, yep. Yeah. And so um, we've tried a fix a fix up fun program. Uh So it's kind of a Habitat for Humanity model. The idea is that people would pay the cost that we incur with no interest Mm -hmm. over time. And so if it costs $2,000 for the roof, we may ask them to save up two or $300 to put down so we know that they're Mm -hmm. going to be serious at least. And then they can pay us $100 a month you know, going out there from there to, to pay off. And then we get volunteers in so that we don't have any labor costs or very minimal labor costs if we don't have to hire a professional at times. So and you also do this kind of work during the winter months? We do. It's it's more limited in the winter months okay. and you know, mostly inside kind of work, but we still could, you know, replace yeah. a window or other things like that in, in I know winter. sometimes it's it's so sad that I hear of um some cases where they have a pipe leaking or frozen pipes during winter. <clears throat> yeah. That's that's rough. Yeah, that can really make a mess. So usually you have the heat tape and under the home yeah. and it gets unplugged or uh, the, the the breaker goes off, and so they don't know that it's not being heated. And then a really cold mm-hmm. spell comes when it's below zero for a few days, and all yeah. of a sudden it freezes up, pipes break, and then it can get really expensive to, mm-hmm. to try to fix. Yeah, Especially if it's a lot of snow going under. 
Yeah. One thing in the winter, you know, sealing up those homes and making sure heat tape is on really helps people out. Another thing that helps people out is uh, um, it's actually in, in a different direction, but it's smoke detectors. There's a lot of mobile home mm-hmm. fires from space heaters, yeah. uh, from electrical problems in the house, mm-hmm. you know, old wiring. And so uh, the Red Cross has been really great about trying to get smoke detectors in houses and help people get those in there. And so we're starting to make a little dent into that. But that would be something that would be great to see in every mobile home to have multiple smoke detectors. And do you have any projects lined up for this summer? Yeah, we've, the, um, we... Yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We probably have about, uh, I'd say, five to ten families waiting all the time for, for help on a project. And they could be small. We've got... Uh, someone in a small mobile home park, she just needs some of her subfloor cut out because mm-hmm. there's some soft spots in it. And so replace that. It'd be nice to give some new flooring, uh, like some laminate or some carpet, but she's not picky about that. And sometimes we get donations of those items from mm-hmm. places like Hiller. Hiller uh, donated a big pallet of uh, laminate flooring or, or vinyl flooring. Mm-hmm. And then also um, other big box stores were in some programs with, with one of them where they would give us, uh, at times, it kind of depends on the season, right. but we might get some donations from them, and then we can just pass those on to these individuals. So, you know, small projects like fixing a floor to major projects where the house needs to be removed, mm-hmm. and then we try to find some funding to help someone bring a new home in. We actually brought a home in from Brainerd not too long ago as a transitional house, uh-huh. and so uh, that was a lot of funding, and we haven't quite paid for that yet, but we're, we're getting there. The idea is... Uh, it's a nice new home. Uh, for, it's less than 10 years old. And um, we can use this for families in transition. So maybe they have a fire, their house burns mm-hmm. down, or their house is really hazardous. They can move into the transitional house. They can stay there for a number of months. And during that time, we can help them either repair their old house or maybe just find a different place to stay. Yeah. And we have the lot rent paid for so they can start saving money up for a down payment yeah. for something And this else. house is up and running, you said? It is, yep. Yep, okay. just as of recently, yep. That's great. Yeah. So at uh, what time do you guys have the service on Sunday at the Boys and Girls Club? We have a service there at 10.30 in the morning on Sundays. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, every Sunday, so. And uh, if somebody would like to reach out to you guys and volunteer with you guys, or come check out the service or or volunteer at the the project what is the name of the project when you guys go and fix out yeah you homes? know we don't have a good name for it yet but oh, you have we're oh, we're st- i think this summer we're going to actually we're working on launching a 501c3 that could okay. stand alone and kind of house this mm-hmm. and i think it's going to be called the shelter project is what we're going to call it um because that's really what it's focused on is on just basic mm-hmm. safe shelter for everybody in our community Sweet. so the best place to learn about what we're doing um about sunday mornings or about working during the week would be to go to our website, which is bearchurch.org, uh, okay. bearchurch.org, and then they can find our information there um, and get a hold of us. Okay. Um, what are you working currently right now? You guys? Uh, right now, we've got probably two or three projects that we've got kind of done, um, and then we've got about six or seven more that we've got a couple of youth groups coming this summer. Uh, into the Oak Terrace Parkside neighborhood. And so mm-hmm. they're going to work on kind of a variety of things. Um, we've got some, we've just been doing some roofing lately, some rubber roofs on some houses. Mm-hmm. And um, we have some windows ordered up to replace some windows for some families as well. And, um, you know, it just kind of a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these people, it's interesting, the clientele that we're working with, 
there's really a wide variety of people. Some people are elderly, they have mm-hmm. a fixed income. Uh, other people are undocumented. Mm-hmm. And so it's really a challenge because they, they're kind of, they haven't got many options for, for housing. And so they're yep. kind of, they're kind of stuck with these old, old houses that are really cheap. They can buy these mobile homes um, and they're just glad to have something, but they're just inadequate as they are, you know. And so uh, it's been fun to work and to help those families out as well. So there's really a wide variety of people, uh, people that are in generational poverty. Yeah. Um, and it's just been generation for generation of the same kind of system. So what we're trying to do is work with places like um, Three Rivers Community Action and other, you know, we work with public health and social yep. services and try to f- network people and find Bring ways. Resources. Yeah, yeah, find ways to help them. Um, kind of be able to meet these needs and move beyond the crisis they're in maybe um, and get more stable whenever we can help them that way. That's great. Um, well, I guess I can volunteer. I have a about a weight walker. So if you need landscaping. I like it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know, I have two old ones that I got in the garage sale and, you know, you just keep trying change the <laughs> keep changing the spark plugs and finally I'm like ah, I guess after being a homeowner for a few years I guess I deserve a buy one yeah. so I'm, and you know and it's great because I'm so happy now to <laughs> <laughs> sometimes just just a nice trim around yeah. and you know cutting down little shrubs that grow up and little trees that grow up around a house and then sometimes even just doing a fresh coat of paint on the house we pressure wash it first mm-hmm. get volunteers out there to paint it that just, I mean, it obviously doesn't help with utility bills or something, but it no. just gives some curb appeal and yeah. make things look a lot nicer. Just spirit. Yeah. Just One spirit. of the challenges we have in the in these homes is the utilities. Uh, some of them are in such bad shape, they just, they leak so Drain. bad. Yeah. And so the heat bills can be hundreds of dollars in the winter. Oh. And so uh, one of our ideas is to be able to replace some of these homes with newer, more efficient models. And I think just the cost, if we can get the financing lined up for people, just the cost and savings of uh, utility bills could probably pay for half of the mortgage for some of these replacement yeah. homes. What, what do you see? Uh, what is the average price price of a newer used mobile home? Uh, used homes are really hard to find that are in decent shape. Okay. Um, usually, you can find them for almost nothing because they're just Bit th- their life yeah. is gone. But if you want to get something decent, you usually have to pay at least fifteen thousand, more like twenty twenty five thousand. New homes start around forty thousand, okay, and then they go. They can go way up to a hundred thousand dollars. And does the trailer administration do they have policy like if you're gonna bring a new one? I don't know. Do they have requirements or? Yeah, there are. So what happens is uh, there's different. There's wind load, snow load, and there's another one. Uh, probably the insulation. The big thing is a snow load, and so it depends on where you live. Mm-hmm. Each county or each region is zoned differently. And so we're zoned for a particular wind load, snow load, and heating and cooling. That sounds and like so, a, you're zoned in horrible weather. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So the idea is you can't buy a home from Tennessee okay. and move it up here. They're designed differently. Yeah, now you'll find them up here, but they really shouldn't be here. And uh, when we set them and, and pull the permits through the county, they'll, they'll, they'll check all of those things to make sure the house is appropriate for the, the, the community you live in. Okay. The challenge is, is that it's really hard to find a used home. And it's very expensive to move a home. So it probably costs, on average, I'd say seven to $10,000 to, to move a home in because it's not the hauling it that's expensive, but it's when you haul it, when you build steps, you add skirting, you have plumbing, 
Uh, you have maybe some utility work to get to the house or They're upgraded. Mobile. Oh, maybe the old service was 50 amp service. You okay. need 100 amp service, 150 amp service. So you have electrical, you know, so, and then you have site prep. It really can be expensive just yeah. to get the home set there, plus the cost of the home. So I'd say you're going to, if, if you're going to get a, a very basic single wide home, 16 by 80, maybe 14 by 70, a little smaller, it's about a thousand square feet. You're going to spend at least $50,000 by the time you set that up, at least. And so, but, you know, if we could get those lined up and the financing lined up, it would help a lot of people out. Mm -hmm. um, some parks will actually cover the cost of moving the home in. If they have an empty lot, there's not, not a lot of empty lots yeah. in Rochester. There's more empty lots outside of town where rents are lower. How many parks are in the surrounding? I'm not sure, but I think I read that there are more uh, there's that. more than that. See, there's the mom and pop ones that are like 20, 25 lots. Oh. Uh, units, they're about three acres usually. And then there's the bigger ones that could be 100, 200, oh. 250, 300 units. So I think there was around 15 or 1,600 mobile homes wow. in Olmsted County from a report that I, I heard last year, if I'm mm -hmm. correct. Okay. Yeah. And the, have you heard some, some um, input from the community members from those locations where you work about um, DMC, what it's bringing to the community? Do you, do you hear anything? Do they have any... Oh, they're aware of what is coming or the yeah. change there is? Um, I, I think there, there are... What they're aware of is that it's very expensive to live in the area. Now, it's still cheaper than living in a big city, obviously. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, the, there isn't a lot of talk about DMC probably, but there's, uh, you know, most people here are going to be working in the food service industry, in the hospitality industry mm -hmm. in general. Yeah, and so they're working in restaurants, they're working in hotels. Um, and so they're glad to have jobs and to be working that. But a lot of them obviously would like to move into something else as well, something better. Uh, if they're able to. So there's just a high demand. I mean, these old homes, you look at a home and you say, well, there's no one will live in that. Yeah. But someone will move into that house tomorrow. Well, even the market is so hot that a house won't, doesn't last a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. It goes. No matter just, what condition. Well, and the problem is that one of the problems is not only is the, you know, we're starting to grow, but, and we haven't even grown that much yet. So, mm -hmm. but they're not able to create more, there's no more affordable housing units being built. There's no more mobile home parks being built. The cost for infrastructure, the cost to move these houses in is pretty high. And so there, there just aren't, around the U.S., there are very, very few new mobile home parks being built because of the mm -hmm. cost of it. And the cost to develop a lot is so expensive, it doesn't warrant putting a mobile home on it. You want to put a $250,000 house on it. and Because so, you still have to do the same piping and stuff. Right, right. So see, back in the 60s and 70s when they built these parks, a lot of them were built with uh, privately they weren't built with city specs in mind and so they could build it probably pretty cheap back then mm -hmm. so our, our our number of affordable houses are kind of set you know we're not building anything that's less than two hundred thousand dollars anymore they say you can't build the average price is is 199 that was a couple of years ago so now wow. things are just going up from there so it, it, it it's only going to cause these affordable houses to get higher the rents are going to the lot rent mm -hmm. people pay is going to get higher um i it's really an issue we have to deal with, and we're there's a number of people in the community trying to work on this, but um, there hasn't been any kind of uh, magic solution yet uh, yeah. to know how to do it. So, you know, one of the proposals is to have an inclusionary housing policy, which would require developers who are doing multi-units to have a percentage of those units stay affordable. Mm -hmm. So if you have 
And, and in, in exchange for that, so if you have a 50, 50 apartment complex, you might give them zoning to do a 55 apartment complex, but then 10% of the units are going to be affordable. So they need to be at a certain income level oh, I see. Um, of median income. Well, it's so important to have a affordable housing because that's where health yeah. of the, the whole community is going to reflect. Because Exactly. Otherwise, people are going to get pushed farther out of town. They're going to be pushed out. But a lot of the small towns, too, they aren't building those uh, affordable units, you know, Stuartville, Byron. Mm-hmm. So either you're going to have to drive a long way to come and do service work in our town. Mm-hmm. But I think we all want to have more affordable housing so that, you know, it, it's good for everybody in our community, not just people who make good wages, but for everyone. Um, yeah. And it's really important for folks that have limited incomes to be close to public transit, to have less yeah. transportation costs, uh, less ch- less cost for child care of, you know, taking your kids. Yeah, you commute, make it short. Exactly. Yeah. Walkable. Yeah. Wow, it's a lot of work <clears throat> needs yeah. to be done. Thank you so much for all the work that you do. Um, man, I know you. What? How long do we we oh, know we each other? We used back, to be neighbor yeah, back, in, back 90, in the day. Um, no, no. I bought 2000? my house in two thousand one. Okay. And I think I was there already, right? I think you were just moving in. Okay. We're about the same about time. The same. Yeah. 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 So fifteen years. Yeah. I still have the same dog. Look at that. Yeah. She's yeah. she's old lady. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's 15. Yeah. Ruka. Ruka. That's right. Yeah. yeah. She's that's, still alive. That's funny. <laughs> I know. Jeff, thank you so much. Again, where is the address where people can reach out yeah, to you? Uh, check us out there. Give me a call at 507-261-0720. Do you guys have a Facebook page, the church? We do. Yeah. Bear Creek Christian Church in Rochester. Okay. Yeah. Already. Well, thank you so much for all the work that you do. Uh, And please, guys, follow us on Facebook under Community Board Podcast, on Twitter, Community Board, on Facebook, Community Board. uh, And, you know, if you're looking for something to do, contact Jeff, contact us. We're going to put the links to his church. And there is always ways to help out. And what better way to do it during the summer, you know? Enjoy to be outside and meet new people and uh, doing something good for the community. Thank you again and have a great day.